Your laziness cannot give God glory. That's the answer. Because how can others know that the Lord is your strength when you are sleeping in bed all day? How can others see God's righteousness through you if you're cheating or you're cutting corners? How can God see, how can people see the fruits of the spirit in you if you're too lazy to do anything that the spirit is leading you to do? Laziness is not a sign of a child of God. It's just that simple. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, all over the world. Good morning. It is Monday here on Church Boy uh, Confessions. Uh. He will direct your path. So what's there to fear again? All right. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Good morning. Thank you so much for tuning in once again to the Church Boy Confessions podcast. I'm your host, Emmanuel Hecke. We're back in the in the hot room. We're back behind the mic. Episode 102 ladies and gentlemen uh, welcome i hope you guys had an amazing last week i've had a very productive week uh, last week i had a very productive week um you know one thing that the holy spirit has really been helping me with um at least over the past week and still you know what i'm saying is laziness and i mean it's what i'm going to talk about today but it's, it's definitely what i credit my productive last week to um but yeah, I hope everything's been good, guys. And if everything's not been good, thank God that all things work together for your good. And I know that might not, you know, solve all your problems right now as you're listening to this podcast. But I hope that encourages you to know that God is still in control, still serve a sovereign God. And although you might not understand why he allows certain things to happen, hey, hey, Yahweh loves you. Um, Yahweh it will never leave you nor forsake you. Um, and you are a victor and not a victim. All right. So, uh, we're going to get straight to it because I need to crack. Oh, snap. See, let me close this window. See, I have to close the window because there's a whole bunch of like cars and trucks and people cutting grass outside. So this is why it gets so hot in my room, ladies and gentlemen. Not to mention that my room is like the hottest in the house because of the way it insulates heat. Um, but we're going to stop talking about that because it's probably just going to make me hotter. But let's talk about laziness today. I know it's something that, you know bothers a lot of people something that you know a lot of people go through i've seen a lot of like people like christian influencers talk about it and a lot of people like you know um said that they needed to hear that and i I don't know if it's something that's commonly spoken on you know like our parents taught us not to be lazy but uh i'm not sure how many people have listened to a sermon on why laziness is a bad thing laziness is unrighteousness i'd even go as far to say that for me my laziness always stems from First, it's a lack of motivation. And then if I'm not motivated to do something, I have no self-discipline to do something. And then because I have no self-discipline, of course, the results of that would be laziness, right? And laziness is dangerous, ladies and gentlemen. It's very dangerous. And I come up with four really good reasons, I think, that help my case um, to explain why laziness is dangerous. The first one I would say is because it's ultimately, it's really an alternative to quitting, it is. Laziness is an alternative to quitting. And I think that a lot of us, we really hate quitting and we think quitting is really bad. So then rather than quitting, we carry on, but we do so in a very lackadaisical manner. We're lazy um, and we think it's better because, hey, we didn't quit. But I would say that if you're just being lazy so you don't quit, it's just as bad as quitting or it's at least right up the same alley. Um, and I, I don't believe that we children of God are meant to be quitters around here. <clears throat> Um, The second point I would say is that, you know, if you're anything like me, 
You know, when you're when you're idle, you're not doing anything. It's really hard to stay focused on the right things, really hard to think on things that are pure, just and honorable and so on. And that saying that says the idle mind is devil's playground is something that I have experienced. And this is not to say that you should continue to work so then you never have to face trials in your life. But it's just, you know, there'll be times where it's like I have nothing to do or I'm too lazy to do anything. And that's the opportunity that a lot of the temptation would would take to make me want to watch porn, maybe make me want to masturbate, all that different stuff. Like it came at times where I was being lazy. I didn't want to do anything or or I was very idle. So um, I, I would just encourage people in that, like, you know, the solution is not just to simply do a whole bunch of work. But it could definitely be using that time rather than just being lazy and doing nothing, but to get in your, you know, to get in your word, to pray, to do something that gets you closer to God. Um, laziness also begets poverty. I mean, it's written, it's it's written all over the Bible that laziness, you know, is is a reason a lot of people are in poverty. And I mean, I think we know that very simply, just living in a society that we live in. And I'll have to explain to you why poverty is bad. And then the fourth point that I came up with was, I think, a very bold, very uh, loud statement is that laziness is dangerous because it dishonors God. And speaking of motivation, I think that this should be one of the driving forces. This should be one of the main motivations, if not the main motivation in our life to not be lazy. Um, You know, motivation yields self-discipline, as I kind of explained um, and yields to self-discipline. It, it creates self-discipline. And a lot of people find motivation from different things. They pull motivation from different things, you know, whether they're doing something for a relative, their mom, their brothers and sisters, their dad, um, whether they're doing something to get out of poverty, right? Or m- maybe they're doing something on behalf of their community, behalf of their ethnic group. Like we, you know, a lot of us who are African-American, we know that, you know, we're doing certain things so then the next generation can see, oh, there's that representation in that field that I want to go into. It's possible. So we, ha- we we can pull motivation from many different places in life. And that's that's amazing. But the motivation I want to talk about today, all right, all of it's amazing. The motivation I want to talk about today, though, is motivation that we can get from God, right? Um, because, you know, ideally for Yahweh, you should get out of bed in the morning. Ideally for Yahweh, you should, you know, go to work or you should go to school. You should you work hard in those things. Um, ideally for Yahweh, you should strive to provide for your family. And for Yahweh, um, you should do your best. You should try, to, you should strive to do your best in every single thing that you do. First Corinthians chapter 10 verse 31 says, whether therefore ye eat or drink or whatsoever ye do, do all to the glory of God. All right, very, very short, straight to the point. But let's look at this verse in context. In context, Apostle Paul is writing, and he's really describing how the Christian life is a life of liberty, and it's a life where we are free from legalism. Legalism is, you know, when I'm talking about, when you talk about legalism, it's a dependency on, you know, doing things that are righteous works um, in order to appeal to God. But we know that that's not Christianity. We're not justified by our works. We're justified by our faith. But Apostle Paul had to make a really important point that just because we're justified by our faith and not our works does not mean that we now have an excuse to just live life however we want to live it. Or however is just comfortable to us or sin as much as we want, whatever it might be. 
Everything that we do should be done for the glory of God. And let me tell you something. If everything that we do should be done for the glory of God, right? You explain to me how you can give God glory through your laziness. I'm waiting. How how can your laziness give God glory? I'll, t- I'll just save you the time. Your laziness cannot give God glory. That's the answer. Because how can others know that the Lord is your strength when you are sleeping in bed all day? How can others see God's righteousness through you if you're cheating or you're cutting corners? How can God see, how can people see the fruits of the spirit in you if you're too lazy to do anything that the spirit is leading you to do? Laziness is not a sign of a child of God. It's just that simple. It's not. There's nowhere in the Bible that you're going to find anything to support any case for laziness or laziness being any form of righteousness. In Genesis chapter 2, verse 15, after God has now created the Garden of Eden and made it so beautiful and all that different stuff, he says in Genesis chapter 2, verse 15, it says, And the Lord God took the man, Adam, and put him in the Garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. That's what it says. He put the man in the Garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. From the beginning, mankind was was, um, called to work. From the very beginning. From the very beginning, mankind was called to work. God created man in his image and in his likeness and had man work. This is before the fall. This is before Adam had ate of the forbidden fruit. He was put in the Garden of Eden to work. We should work. And the quality of our work and us working in general is an offering to God. It is. We call ourselves servants of God. We call ourselves servants of righteousness. We call ourselves living sacrifices, right? That means we act and we refrain all in an effort to give God the glory all in an effort to honor God. But how does your laziness honor God? How does you not doing anything honor God? That's not self-control. Don't get it. That's not self-control. That's lack of self-discipline. That's not rest. You've had enough of rest. People rest in order for them to perform at a high level. People rest for them to be able to do God's will and the best they can. But laziness? No, that's an escape from your responsibilities. There's a big difference. How can you say that you are living a life to honor God when you're too lazy to do anything that the Holy Spirit is, is pushing you to do? Everything that we do should be done in order to honor God. And everything that we do in order to honor God should be something that we take seriously. And it should be something that we are ready to make the necessary sacrifices for. I'm running through this, huh? Second <laughs> uh, Samuel chapter 24, starting at verse 21. And I'll give you guys a backstory here. By the way, I'm, I don't know, man. I hope you guys are reading as I'm reading. I know I've been moving fast sometimes, but I'm going to give you all a little minute. The backstory to this, Second Second Samuel chapter 24, verse 21 to 25. The backstory to this uh, place is that David wants to build an altar because David sinned again and um, his sin caused, you know, a a plague to come on 
Israel and the children of Israel. So he has to build an altar in order to, you know, reconcile with God. And he asked this guy named Arnal to buy a plot of land from him and some cattle from him in order to, you know, make this sacrifice to God, this burnt offering to God at the altar. So on to verse 21, hope you're there. And Arnal said, Wherefore is my lord, the king, come to his servant? Why have you, the king, David, come to me? And David said, To buy the threshing floor of thee, to build an altar unto the Lord, that the plague may be stayed from the people. And Arnal said unto David, Let my lord, the king, take the offer up, take and offer up what seemeth good unto him behold here be oxen for burnt sacrifice and threshing instruments and off and other instruments of the oxen for wood verse 23 all these things did Arnal, Arnal as a king give unto the king and Arnal said unto the king the lord thy god accept thee so Arnal is trying to give him all this stuff for free all right you know you don't got to pay me for the threshing floor you don't got to pay me for the oxen i'm just going to give you it all for free and this is what david said verse 24 and the king said unto Arnal, nay but i will surely buy it of thee at a price neither will i offer burnt offerings unto the lord my god of that which doth cost me nothing so David bought the threshing floor and the oxen for 50 shekels of silver. And David built there an altar, altar unto the Lord and offered burnt offerings and peace offerings. So the Lord was entreated for the land and the plague was stayed from Israel. May God bless the hearing and reading and saying of his word. In Jesus name. Amen. Verse 24 is where I really want to hit it home. When David said, Basically, I'm not going to offer God any burnt offerings that have cost me nothing. The things that I'm going to offer God must cost me something because God's worth that. For me, for David, it wasn't a real offering unless it cost him something. So many of us are ready to honor God until it costs us something until it costs us something until it costs us time that we can have in our bed until it costs us time that we can have watching our favorite shows until it costs us our comfort till it costs us leaving our family to go to wherever god is calling us it w- until it costs us something but i feel like it's in those moments that's when it's like you know, that's when you really show that you love God, when you make that sacrifice that costs you something. The work that we do, whether it's building an altar like it, like David, or whether it's your schoolwork or whether it's work work, whatever it might be, the work that you do for the Lord should cost you something. It should. And if you ask me, I don't think that should be a problem if we love God and that, and, and if we are conscious of the sacrifices he's made for us. If we are conscious of the strength that he's given us to do any task that we are called to do, or if we're conscious of the promises he's made us, or if we're conscious of the way he's loved us, these things shouldn't be something that 
is impossible for us. In order to beat laziness, you have to be willing to sacrifice this comfort. You have to be willing to sacrifice whatever whatever it is that's keeping you tied to that bed. You got to let that go and you got to work and do and work to glorify God. If your life is supposed to be glorifying God, how are you glorifying God through your laziness? It's not possible. And nowhere through everywhere throughout the word of God, laziness we are told that laziness, it has no reward and laziness even leads to a life of lacking. Laziness is just simply unrighteous. Second Thessalonians chapter three, verse 10 says, for even when we were with you, this we commanded you that if any would not work, neither should he eat. First, first Timothy chapter five, verse eight says, but if any provide not for his own and specially for those of his own house, he hath denied the faith, wow, and is worse than an infidel. Other versions say that it is worse than a pagan or worse than an unbeliever. Wow. First Timothy chapter 5, verse 8. Why? Why is that? Why is that has to be so hard? It's because even non-believers fulfill that duty. You've seen your friends are not Christian. They, they, they can provide for their family. But us who have been given the command of God, who've been given the power that God has given us in order to provide for our families. What is our excuse for not providing for our families? That would make us worse than them. Proverbs chapter 20, verse four says the sluggard will not plow by reason of the cold of the cold. Sorry. Therefore shall he beg in harvest and have nothing. I love this one. It says the sluggard will not plow by reason of the cold. What's the cold? It can be different things in different people's lives. But I think that one way that we can encapsulate what that might be is the discomfort. It's the lazy person, the sluggard that doesn't handle business when things get uncomfortable. So then they just stay there. Ah, it's too hard. Ah, it's too, it's too much. Ah, no, no, it's not too much. It's not too hard. Who, if you are a child of God and your strength comes from God, how is it anything to anything? <laughs> Proverbs chapter six, verse nine to 11 says, how long will thou sleep, O sluggard? When wilt thou arise out of thy sleep? Yet a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to sleep. So shall thy poverty come as one that travaileth and thy want as an armed man. Wow. Ladies and gentlemen, as I wrap this up, laziness is not righteousness. It can't be. Laziness is not godly. And if we are children of God and we have committed to living a life to honor God, we've committed our body and the instruments of our body as instruments to righteousness. Then that entails doing things for God's glory. And we can't do things for God's glory if we're lazy. So that's my case. Laziness is unrighteousness, period. 
Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much, God, for this episode, for this message that I definitely needed myself. Father, some of us get frustrated. Some of us get annoyed by the things that um, we go through, and that's what tr triggers us to be lazy. That's what triggers us to start being lackadaisical because we don't even believe that we can do these things. But, God, you've given us the strength. You've given us the strength, Father. Father, you can make us sharp threshing instruments to make chaff from mountains, Father God. This is your power. If we're, if you are our power source, Father God, we can't say that we can't do anything. So, Father, whatever that is, Father God, that's causing us to be lazy, Father, I ask that it be destroyed in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray, Lord, that the path be made clear, Father God, and that you quicken our spirits and help us to be led by the Spirit and actually get up and move as the Spirit leads us, Father God, that we might prove what is your will in our lives, oh God, and that we might glorify you and other people will see, Father God, and they will be drawn unto you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. I, I prayed for something right now that I actually wanted to touch on. It was about how, and let me just say this, about how it's some of us that the reason why you're lazy is because, and I know this because this is me, the reason why you're lazy is because you've worked hard and you haven't seen results. Um, and I just want you to know that that's not an excuse for being lazy. Um, and just because you might not have everything that you want right now, doesn't mean that, you know, now you have a license to be lazy because you don't have to be committed to what God has given you. Um, there's a parable of the talents and in the parable of the talents, and I didn't even write this down. This is whatever. Let, 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 let the Holy Spirit move in the parable of the talents. Um, you know, they're given, you know, he, the master gives the, ta the talents to the different people. And what he says is that, you know, you've been faithful over what I've given you, over the little that I've given you. And now you're going to be faithful over the more that I'm going to give you. And a lot of the times the laziness is so dangerous because God has given us some. And maybe you didn't get as many results as you had. Maybe this isn't the big job that you want, whatever it might be. But he's giving you something to be faithful over. And you're not being faithful over it because you're being lazy about it because you're not taking it seriously. And you want God to now trust you to give you something bigger. That's not happening. That's not going to happen. You need to be faithful over the little things that God has given you now. And then we can talk about giving you some more things because you're not proving anything to God. You're not you're not even proving anything to yourself. And that's something that I had to say in this episode. And that needed. Yeah, that needed to be said. Um, hit me up if you have any questions, if you have any topic suggestions. Um, there's still some that I have to get to. Um, these are the messages that have been put on my heart. I'm, I'm still going to get to there's there's I'm going to I'm going to say this right now just to hold myself accountable. I need to talk about music um, and how it influences us. That's a topic that needs to be touched on. I'm saying it right now. It's going to happen. I'm just I'm saying it to everybody else so I, can hold, so I can hold myself accountable. It's going to happen. I've seen the topic suggestions. I've seen the, I've seen it. I've seen it. It's going to happen. Um, I'm not ready yet, but it's going to happen. All right. So I love you guys. Have an amazing week. Peace. <laughs>